Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 105 at Edmonton, hour number two. Oilers Now with you, Bob Stoffer, along with Dustin Kaufman. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Trusted by 630 Chad. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. In this hour, uh, the Oilers uh, VP of Player Personnel. Is that the official title? I'll I'll get clarification on that. I guess I should kind of know that. Uh, Scott Housen coming up. And uh, also Reed Wilkins. uh, And both uh, guests uh, will be tied into tied into uh, the start of rookie camp where the players today did their uh, medicals and physicals today. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline 7804960063. We have the proclaimers at the River Cree coming up a week from Thursday night. And you can text us on our Westlock Ford text line at 6:30-6:30. Go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Guests on our show Receive gift certificates to Japanese Village Restaurants, three locations in Edmonton, and now in Sherwood Park. Japanese Village, a perfect place to celebrate your special occasion. Well, as uh, promised, let's hook up with, at this time, Scott Housen from the uh, Edmonton Oilers organization. He is in town as part of rookie camp, and he is uh, one of the leads in terms of the makeup of the rookie team. Scott, what is your, first of all, welcome back to our show, and what is your official title now? Thank you, Bob. Uh, Vice President of Player Development. Vice President of Player Development. Uh, There we go. So uh, the Oilers announced their rookie camp roster uh, yesterday. You were in transit flying into Edmonton for the start of rookie camp. Uh, I know that you did speak to the assembled media uh, just after I left this morning to head back uh, to the studio here. Um, One of the things that uh, we can perhaps do, there has been... Uh, a bit of a, an injury issue. We had a, an idea of this from the Four Nations Cup, and it involves Oilers fourth-round draft choice from last year, Ostap uh, Safin. Can you provide us with a bit of an update at this time on Ostap? Yeah, he, he went to that uh, Four Nations Cup. He only played one game. He played five minutes and got pulled. He had had a hip flexor groin issue going in uh, that he um, hurt during uh, training camp with the Czech national junior team. 
Um, and he's really been at home for the last uh, seven or eight days. He's been rehabbing and resting. We got our docs to look at him today, and the feeling is that he will be held off the ice for um, at least two days, and then he'll start a rehab skate. So um, I don't think we'll see him as participating in any meaningful way uh, during the rookie camp, and hopefully he'll be ready by uh, the time we go for the main camp, which starts at the end of next week. Now, we should mention uh, the Oilers uh, traditionally would fly on this day to... uh uh, out to Penticton and be a part of that Vancouver Canucks rookie tournament. The Oilers had actually, I think, gone had won 10 straight games in that tournament over the last uh, four years that they'd gone out there. But a little bit different makeup this year. You'll play the Calgary Flames rookies twice, once in Calgary on Sunday and then in Red Deer on Wednesday and sandwiched in between a game against Nate McEwen on Tuesday. So only three games instead of four, and as a result, a little bit smaller roster for uh, this year's rookie camp. Yeah, I think it's a, a, maybe a little bit smaller. I can't really remember off the top of my head what we had last year, but uh, uh, this just made sense for us in Calgary. We, we talked about it for a couple of years uh, and uh, decided that uh, this was a, a more prudent thing to do. Um, keep it a little tighter, keep it in Alberta, get a game in Red Deer. Um, so uh, we're, we're pleased with it. It's only one last game, and uh, and we'll still have the Nate McEwen game uh for uh, right here in Edmonton, so it's, I, th- I think it's a pretty good setup. All right, uh, let's talk about a couple of the storylines that we're going to be watching. Uh, I-, I know you guys are pretty excited when Evan Bouchard fell to Edmonton at 10 in the draft. Ethan Bear got into 18 games with the Oilers last year. They're both uh, right-shot uh, defensemen that can move the puck. That's kind of like a left tackle in terms of football. Those are, are right-shot center. I mean, these are sort of coveted positions. Um, it's going to be pretty intriguing watching the development and growth of these players. And on that note, part of your job is, has been watching the growth of the players over the last couple of years. And Ethan Bear, let's, let's start there. I mean, how much progression did you see him make during the course of last season? Well, he made he he had fits and starts last year. He started really well. You know, the American League could be a tough place, particularly for young defensemen, first year defensemen. And he went in and and was really good really early. And uh, I was I was fairly surprised at how well he adjusted right away. Then he had some injury issues, um, and it took him a while to to get back on track. And then we saw him at the end last year, and I think he put in a. A pretty good showing here in Edmonton. I think everybody's pleased with where he uh, where he is, uh, where he was at the end of last season. I think he's put in a pretty good summer of work here. And uh, and look at I mean, it's no secret, uh, right shot defenseman that can bomb it from the point. Both those guys can Bouchard and Bear. They can move the puck. Uh, that's a that's a need of uh, our hockey team. And. If they're ready, then they'll be making an interest. Has youth been better served than ever before in the National Hockey League, the ability of today's player to, to make that jump, Scott, do you think? I think so. The game's gotten a little quicker, a little faster. Um, these players are, uh, are, are ready earlier. Um, they certainly train harder than, uh, you know, even we did uh, 10 years ago, I'd say they're 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 in better shape. And, uh, and look, you know, if, if a young player is ready, this league is always willing to take a young player. Um, they, you always you always make room for a good young player if he's ready. And, uh, but the player has to show that. The players decide that on their own. They show you during during rookie camp, during training camp. 
that they're here to stay, and then uh, then it's up to uh, management coaches to make room for them. We are joined by the Oilers Vice President of Player Personnel and Player Development, Scott Housen, Bob Stauffer, with you on Oilers. Now, Scott, we talked about a couple right shot, the Ethan Bear, Evan Bouchard. We're going to be watching these guys. Bouchard with three years in uh, junior hockey in London. Uh, he is a late birth date. He has the frame. Uh, but can you maybe speak to a guy coming out of that program specifically in major junior hockey? Is there a more pro-style run junior organization than the London Knights right now? Yeah, I think it's it's got a terrific track record of producing players. Um, it's got uh, two people in charge, Mark and Dale Hunter, that are obviously very familiar with the NHL and the pro game and uh, and they, they've just turned out a lot of players. And I know that uh, in talking to Basil McRae over the summer, um, who uh, is also a part owner of that team, uh, they had targeted uh, Evan Bouchard as a draft in the first round where back three, three or four years ago. They were lucky to get him, and, uh, and, and he spoke very positively, obviously, about him. Um, they, 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 they play a pro-style game. They uh, play their best players a lot which has been good good for Evan over the last year or two. I know when they won the Memorial Cup, he was a bit of a, uh, not a, not a spare part, but not a, not a really important part, but his game has grown. Um, and uh, it's just a great place uh, for uh, NHL teams to have the young players. We saw that again this year because Adam Boquist, who was selected two picks before Evan by the Chicago Blackhawks, has uh, landed there as well. So, it certainly is a coveted spot for teams, uh, NHL teams, to put their prospects. Couple left shot guys in the Oilers organization: Caleb Jones and William Lagason. Tell me about these two players. Yeah, um, well, Lagason had a terrific year of development last year with your Garden of the Swedish Elite League. He's ready to be in North America now. Um, I, I'm quite high on William. I think he's uh, he's ultra competitive. He's a defending defenseman. He's not going to produce a lot. His skating has improved, and I'm anxious to see him here. Uh, in training camp, he had a little taste last year in training camp and showed well. And Caleb's put a lot of work in this summer. I was just up with him watching him do his uh, some of his fitness testing, and uh, he's put he's put the work in um, and has really grown as a as a pro in his approach. And uh, anxious to see him too. He had a he had a bit of an up and down uh, first year in the American League too, but certainly showed well in good in, in spurts. The organization signed Dmitry Samarukov uh, last year. You know, it, it was kind of surprising to see a, you know, a guy get signed that quickly. I mean, a, a Russian player though was that part of the issue? Just so you could have control of his rights moving forward. Well, I think it is. Anytime you have a good, good young player like that, and uh, you want to control the development, and uh, so we put that issue to bed right away. Uh, I think, rather, I think smartly. Uh, Getting him into the system, getting him signed. He's in a good spot in Guelph. Uh, their team uh, last year was a competitive team. Um, they made the playoffs, but they don't. They don't. They won't graduate one player this year. So I'm looking for Dimitri to be in a really good situation in Guelph and to really take another step in his development. He had a good solid year last year, and I expect another step this year. Scott, let's switch focus to the forwards. I know the last time we had you on. Uh, you mentioned that you saw Kyler Yamamoto a lot last year, and he was a different player uh, heading into the World Juniors than he was coming out of the World Juniors for the Spokane Chiefs. Really elevated his game after the World Junior Championship. Yeah, he did. He uh, he didn't have a great start after we sent him back to Spokane, and and kind of he wasn't terrible at the World Juniors, but he certainly wasn't one of the best players. You couldn't look at the U.S. team and say Kyler was one of the best players. 
And he just made a decision himself uh, come mid-January after he got back and got settled back in Spokane that he was going to uh, put everything into um, the rest of the season in Spokane, his hometown. He didn't want to leave a bad taste in anybody's mouth. And, and really, Bob, I thought he was the best player in the league. I saw him a lot last year. I thought he was the best player in the league from January to uh, to the end of the regular season. He had a little bit of a tough playoff because he was fighting a pretty severe uh uh, injury and uh, leg injury, so it, it kind of hampered him. But he battled through. But uh, really, a, a really strong finish. And uh, again, uh, looking forward to seeing him. He is his junior crew is over now, so it's not the same situation as last year, where it's uh, you know you got that nine game threshold. If he can't make it right away, he'll go to Bakersfield and develop there. So there's no way he would return to the Western Hockey League for his 20 year old year. No chance. No chance. There we go. Uh, well, <laughs> at least the Spokane Chiefs. I mean, that's that's sort of the obvious. Uh, all right, uh, Tyler Benson. He's been an interesting guy to watch. And, you know, just in terms of Tyler Benson, uh, he's only six months older than Kyler Yamamoto. I think sometimes people forget that. He hasn't had a lot of opportunity to train in past off seasons because of injury. Uh, this could be a, a, a different sort of experience for him here at training camp, and for that matter, rookie camp. We haven't seen him play a rookie camp game yet. Yeah, I think it will be a different experience for him. Uh, it's so nice that he's had he's had good health now for... Um, for 12 months, really, uh, I guess 11 months, because I don't think he started playing till October last year. Um, so uh, that's a relief for him. It's a relief for us. Hopefully that will continue. He's put in a lot of hard work. He's from Edmonton, as everybody knows. He's put in a lot of hard work with uh, Chad Drummond our, our, and our fitness people here in Edmonton all summer. He looks fit and, and lean, and, uh, and he had a little taste of the American League last year at the end, showed well. So um, a very good prospect for us. Uh, really heady player, plays on the inside of people, can make plays, quick plays in the offensive zone, so uh, very good uh, very good vision sense. Scott, tell me this, how does the staff sort of assess so you've got some 93-born players Joseph Gambardella, who had 13 goals in his rookie season last year in the AHL, he's a 93-born he's a player um, Lucas Esposito has come out on a tryout basis uh, had a cup of coffee uh, with Grand Rapids last year, got into 31 games and he's been at Oilers camps before uh, so, you know, you're talking about guys that are 25 years of age, and conversely, uh, Colin Larkland, uh, also, who was uh, signed out of NCAA Division III, UMass Boston, got into 16 games in Bakersfield last season at the end of the NCAA season. How do you, I mean, you, you, do, you do have to keep that sort of in the mix. So you got three guys there that are 93-borns, all with a fair amount of NCAA experience, and then you're rolling out Ryan McLeod and Kirill Maximov. They're later drafted players that are 99-born players. I mean, that's a huge difference in terms of relative uh, hockey experience, isn't it? It is. And uh, but the experience. I mean, I think I think that's the key word there. The experience. Um, these guys, uh, Gambardella, um, Colin Larkin, they don't have much pro experience. I guess Gambardella has a year under his belt now. Colin has. He's like a rookie. He just he's a late bloomer, and he started late. And uh, so, uh, yeah, but it is a huge difference in terms of development, but not an experience, and that, that's sort of the deciding factor, I think, for us is uh, we look at where, what they did last year. Maybe a guy didn't play a whole bunch last year. I know Joe had some injuries a little bit last year, so, uh, so we just decide based on experience and what would be good for, for the player. I mean, this is, this is for the player. It's for his development, too. All right. Uh, you've worked for the Oilers organization for... 
I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, since what, 19... When, when did you... Uh, 98? When did you come, start with that, the Hamilton uh, or the HL team? I, I started in 94 and went to 2007, then came back in 2013. All right. So since 94, uh, so that's 24 years, 17 of the last 24 years you've worked for the Oilers organization. I'm going to put you on the spot here because we're going to talk about goaltending. Uh, have the Oilers been deeper with goaltending prospects at any point during your time as they are right now? I mean, I'm just looking at Olivier Rodrigue, who a lot of people thought was the best uh, goaltending prospect available for this past year's draft, went in the second round. Stuart Skinner was stellar, helped uh, Manny Viveros uh, get to uh, the Memorial Cup last year for the Swift Current Broncos. Dylan Wells had a real good 19-year-old year um, or uh, 18-year-old year for Peter Burrow struggled a bit last year, but uh, there's some good young goaltending prospects in this organization right now, aren't there? Yeah, it's an exciting uh, piece, and it's and I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's something that we've lacked over the last uh, decade or so. I think I remember when I first joined, we uh, when I was managing a team in Cape Breton, uh, we we turned first-year pro Steve Passmore and Joaquin Gage, and uh, you know we were all excited about them. And Passmore ended up being a pretty, pretty serviceable NHL goalie. Um, but I think this is the deepest we've had in a long time, for sure. I think they, each one that you mentioned has uh, is a legitimate prospect. I know Dylan struggled last year in Peterborough, a bad Peterborough team, and, and that was tough for him. But uh, um, Olivier has uh, got tremendous, tremendous upside. He sees the dice so well. He, he reacts well, so well. He, he just reads the game at an elite level. So... Um, we're excited about it. Having said that, uh, you know, the Wells and Skinner will turn pro, and the American League's not kind to of young goalies, so uh, they've got their work cut out for them. They do. You have Shane Sturette, and, you know, uh, Cam Talbot's going to be here for sure, Koskinen, and uh, Al Montoya. So there's there's probably going to be a veteran goaltender uh, down on the A. Is it possible that both Skinner and Wells could ultimately end up in the ECHL to start? That's often the 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 track that a lot of kids uh, take in terms of goaltenders, so they can get more playing time. Yeah, I think it's possible. I think I think Shane Sturette's the wild card. Um, if he he's had a year in the ECHL now and showed very well, especially in the first three or four months last year, got a little taste in Bakersfield. Um, so I think he's the wild card. I think if he shows that he's ready to take the ball there with whoever else is there, then uh, then it could be that uh, Stuart Skinner and Dylan Wells end up in the ECHL um, in Wichita with our affiliate. And, and like you said, that's that's where a lot of goalies start. The important thing for a young goalie is to get playing time, and it's not what level you're at necessarily in your first year. It's that you're playing and you're improving. And We'll make sure we make uh, we make those decisions accordingly. Scott Housen from the Oilers organization joining us in Oilers now. Scott, final question, and I avoided this player when I mentioned the forwards, but I'm going to circle back now because you know Yamamoto. We'll see where he's at. Leon Drysaddle, Yesapoli, Arby both started in the minors in their you know, you know the year after they were drafted after spending time in the NHL. Um, and so that might happen to Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, you know, you look obviously at uh, Pugliarvi and Drysaddle before him. Uh, we talked a bit about Tyler Benson. Those are two Oilers drafted forwards. You gave us the update on Safin. We talked briefly about, you know, the age grab with Maximoff. I want to get to Cooper uh, Marotti. Uh, Mar- uh, and what Marotti, Marotti, however you pronounce it, 
that he's sort of in that tweener right range where this is better than an average prospect. The Oilers gave up a third-round draft pick to get him. Uh, you would have seen him a bunch last year playing for Michigan. Uh, you know, was decent when he played the three games for Bakersfield. He's a pretty exciting prospect, isn't he? He is. He's got uh, elite hands, uh, very good vision and sense. And, uh, you know, we, we just don't know how he's going to adjust to the speed of the pro game. If there's an area of improvement for him, I think it's his pace. Um, he's, and, and we'll see where his pace is here. This is one of the great things about training camp. You get to see where, where players are. And, uh, but I think uh, players like that that are so smart, they figure out the pace. And I don't know if he's going to figure it out in two weeks, four weeks, or two years. But uh, I expect that he will at some point. Scott, we appreciate your time. I know uh, we're hoping to get you on uh, every, you know, maybe every five or six weeks because just just to explain to the listeners, you basically follow all of the Oilers' prospects, be it to Sweden or Finland or to Spokane or to Shakutami, and you end up checking in. With, that's that's part of your job description, right? Yeah, that's that's a big chunk of what I do, uh, along with a little bit of pro scouting. But we'll have Bob. We'll have. 18, 19, 20 players, depending on who makes the Oilers playing in uh, college and junior or in Europe. And uh, I keep track of those guys. I go see them play. I talk to them uh, at least once a week and, uh, and give them the feedback about what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing and what I, I talk to their coaches. So, uh, so it's, uh, it's uh, something that we have, to do, we have to do better at. We have to keep getting better at. We have to develop players. Um, to support uh, what I think is a pretty strong core here in Edmonton. Scott, thanks for your time. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That's Scott Housen joining us on Oilers Now, of course. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So former general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets, two stints as an assistant GM with the Edmonton Oilers. We'll take a two-minute break. This is Oilers Now. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Get asked all the time by people out there, Bob, can Cam Talbot get back to where he was at two years ago? Yes. You can text us at 630-630. Lucas says, McDavid, 59 goals, 130 points, three rounds in the playoffs. Love it. That comes to us out of Stetler, Alberta. Great community. Uh, You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Hi, Bob. Louie mentioned how he was interested in Ethan Bear's off-season training. What about Ty Ratty? Does he look like he's put the work in from Blair? Uh, from afar, yes. Uh, Ty's been out the last two days for these informal practices and uh, worked with Chad Drummond. 
you got to follow that stuff to a T. And for Ratty, that's been, you know, the word on him, he's he's always had skill, had ability, and he's got belief from Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Connor McDavid. And when those guys believe in you, that can help you. But this is an absolutely critical year for Ty Ratty. He's going to make or break it this year. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Burt Reynolds passed away. Oh, man. Now that guy, that guy was cool. I think we'd all agree on that. Burt. He was cool. He had it going on. 82 years of age. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.